the world is filled with distractions that are often disguised as opportunities. If you're always saying yes to other people's plans and ideas first, you're using up the energy that you could be putting towards your life's work. Hello, and welcome to the Connect Podcast. This show is all about helping you connect to your soul's calling so you can take action on it. Because the sweetest success is a blend of discovering your purpose with the inner drive to bring it to life. I'm Sheila Botello, health coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and mom of two, best known for my online wellness programs, mentoring, and self-love passion. Listen in for inspiring interviews, solo chats, and Q&A sessions that will move you past overwhelm towards what lights you up. Stop accepting good enough and go for your version of great in your health, business, and relationships. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about relationships and how rewriting the rules around how we interact with each other, aka setting healthy boundaries, can elevate everyone's quality of life. In my experience, you teach people how to treat you, often in nonverbal ways by the way you respond or react in the day-to-day, and by what you allow to be swept under the rug. You see, we all come into new relationships carrying our past experiences with us. They act like a camera lens that we look at the world through that alters reality a bit with feelings from our past. We're most often not even aware of them, but a sight, a smell, a song, a tone of voice can cause us to jump from the present moment back to a distant memory. We often unconsciously set up boundaries to keep us safe from emotional harm or discomfort. Being a parent has made me increasingly aware of the state of my boundaries. Going from the freedom of planning each day based on what Peter and I wanted to do to having a tiny human who needed to be fed and changed nine times a day will do that. Then planning ahead for their needs along with being flexible as they grew and their needs changed. Whether or not you have kids in your life, you're probably aware that this year has been one where parenting got just a little bit trickier than usual. I'll share a story that will highlight how upping your boundary game is super valuable and doable. Let's talk technology. It is changing so fast. It's amazing in many ways and enslaving in others. This year has seen the elevation of screen usage because so many of us were at home. It was so easily a go-to for many parents to use as a soothing distraction from all the chaos happening around us. There are different points of view on this topic, but I believe that in our increasingly screen-driven world, having your kids be able to express their creativity and use their energy in spare time in ways also away from a screen can be incredibly valuable to their brain development, empathy, and overall well-being. I'm grateful that our kids were not introduced to screens until later in their childhood. I can't take all the credit. They were born before social media and Netflix were so much a part of our culture. When they were younger, each day was all about free play, creativity, time on their own, time with their friends, building things, drawing things, being imaginative, making games up. Screens entered our world gradually. They shared a tablet to play games a few times a week when they were seven and five. We set limits and it worked well for us because there was always a boundary. There was no arguing or stress around it. When they later got their own tablets with keyboards for school use, once again, we set limits to their use. It was time to set a new contract and a new set of boundaries that suited their age and stage of life. It was a verbal contract at this point. 
The boys would set their timers for the agreed upon amount of time, and it worked really well to help them develop boundaries around their own time. We were intentional about the times when they could be in front of screens. It was never first thing in the morning, so they could learn to be self-directed and creative without the influence of a game guiding them. It would usually be in the afternoons, sandwiched between lunch and outdoor play, or a sport and dinner. If you've ever watched a child before and after being completely immersed in the digital world, you'll know that glazed look that can come across their faces. And let's be honest, it happens to us too. After scrolling the little squares or a news feed, you've just taken in so much information, your brain is overloaded. After putting your phone down, you need to take a beat to re-enter reality. You know, that's often been my experience with a TV show. When I began my relationship with social media in 2008, I had zero boundaries at first, and I felt truly overwhelmed after scrolling for 30 minutes, which would sometimes turn into an hour. It made me feel uneasy. If it's a struggle for us, imagine how much of a toll it takes on young, developing minds. We, like many families, got flexible with a lot of tech boundaries when COVID hit because we were navigating uncharted waters, softening the blow of our kids not being able to socialize with their friends and having such a cold winter that impeded on them being outside all day. Once we settled into a new normal, we realized we needed to shift gears. This time, we drafted a written contract with how tech usage would work specifically. It was time for an official boundary to be created. We all signed and dated it, and it's now on our fridge as a reminder of the agreement that we made. We'll revisit it every quarter to see how it's going. It removes the option of arguing what can and can't happen and creates space for meaningful conversation about the real-life goings-on of our family. It's also a great prelude to structured negotiating skills that my boys are going to need in their careers. We've always let our kids know that these devices are a luxury, not a right. And while they're very much a part of our world and our future, we get to choose how and when to use them. The lesson is this. Giving our kids the gift of teaching them boundaries around their devices helps them learn to make the transition more easily into their young adult lives. I believe that whenever we set a boundary for our kids, we're giving them a gift, a teachable moment that pays huge dividends for years to come. I always tell my guys, this boundary is for you. It's for your future self as much as it is for you right now. Because one day, when they're out living their best life, chasing their dreams, and fully keeping their own schedules, they'll hopefully be master of their tech devices instead of being slaves to them. The same is true for their physical health, spiritual practices, friendships, and work. I've heard it said that the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. I've talked a lot about tech boundaries because I've been hearing how much of a struggle it is with so many. And in the same way, boundaries are needed in every area of our life. Implementing practices that uplift your health each day, your relationships, and your spiritual life are the foundation for healthy living. Let's talk about sleep, for instance. Peter and I set a boundary around our boys' sleep from the start to aid in their physical and mental growth and development. And our own sanity. Raise your hand if you've been there. Sleep is where our bodies recharge and reset for the next day. It's also where they grow. You can visibly see the difference between a rested child and a sleep-deprived child, just as you can see it with an adult. Sidebar, I wonder what percentage of the world's problems could be solved if rested humans were in charge. We need more sleep. As infants, our kids slept 12 hours and had two naps. Then they only had one nap. 
Then nap time was gone and replaced with room time so they could learn to be creative on their own and enjoy the gifts of solitude. Over the years, the amount of sleep they needed at night dropped to 10 hours. Now we have teenagers and this critical growth phase requires more sleep, not less. Each phase of life and growth requires a new boundary around sleep. The result in our case is that our boys know what it feels like to be rested. When they've had interrupted sleep, they really feel the difference. So they do what they can to protect their sleep because they want to be at their best each day. We'll talk all about sleep in a future episode, and I have a program to develop your best sleep habits. But for now, I'm using this as an example of how just like the tech boundaries I discussed earlier, the same principles can be applied to sleep. Life is a collection of choices and experiences. When you take the reins and intentionally direct your actions toward daily activities that empower you and your abilities, you unlock so much more of your potential. I've talked about parenting our kids, and you know, I've learned that the experience of parenting is really made up of a lot of reparenting myself. That's a skill that everyone, parents or not, can benefit from. Giving yourself the loving guidance and acceptance that perhaps was missing in your younger life. Many of our parents did the very best they could with the knowledge they had at the time. Being aware of what was missing then helps us as adults now do what's best for us in the current moment. I read a groundbreaking book on the topic called The Conscious Parent by Dr. Shafali Sabari. She shares a mind-shifting view of parenting, some of which I've done intuitively over the years with my kids, but even more was completely new ground. I learned that I needed to reparent myself to be a better, more connected parent. I needed to release the expectations put on me as a child and allow who my children were to emerge in a loving container. Having healthy boundaries is a big part of this. Whether or not you have kids or are planning on becoming a parent, I invite you to begin the process of reparenting yourself. You may have carried childhood experiences into your adult life. You can at any time choose to release from expectations that were put on you as a child or set down beliefs about yourself that don't serve you that you may have internalized. Where do you need healing? Where do you need to write some new contracts in your life? Set some new boundaries where there were none. When you begin to feel more whole yourself, you're in a much more grounded place to live your purpose. I'll give you an everyday example of a boundary I grew up with that I changed. It's super simple, almost trivial, but it gets the point across. My parents would always answer the phone during dinner time, even long after they had an answering machine. It was usually a telemarketer or someone they said they would call back later because they were having dinner. I found it distracting, even at a young age, and that it impeded on the connection we had during our family time. So when I got my own home and my own phone line, I set the boundary that I would not take phone calls during mealtimes unless it was an urgent call that I was expecting. Such a simple boundary, right? But that little act gave me a slice of time where I could settle in and connect with the people who mean the most to me. There are so many other habits we've brought into our adult lives that don't serve us, but that we don't question. You've got yours, I've got mine. Taking inventory of these things and choosing how to proceed is very freeing. Boundaries can improve the quality of every aspect of your life and keep you focused and clear on what's important to you. The world is filled with distractions that are often disguised as opportunities. If you're always saying yes to other people's plans and ideas first, you're using up the energy that you could be putting towards your life's work. Having healthy boundaries in place ahead of time gives you freedom of decisiveness. 
Your life is a collection of the choices you make. I hope you'll start making more choices that move you towards the amazing life you're envisioning. What boundaries are you going to put in place for yourself and with your loved ones this week? If you haven't already, head over to Instagram and follow me at Sheila A. Botello. I'd love it if you'd post a screenshot of this episode and share it in your stories so the message can get out to more people. I appreciate you and I can't wait until we connect again soon. Big blessings. Thank you so much for being here with me on the Connect Podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with someone you think would enjoy it. Also, if you head over to iTunes to leave a review, I'd be so grateful. Let us know what your favorite parts were and what you'd like to hear more of. It will help us have a greater impact, elevating many more people to grow and succeed together. See you next time.